the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation second to none whether you're in rhode island or massachusetts call jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available for both residential and commercial call my friends at jkl 401-351-7600 remember estimates are free financing is available let's be nice and comfortable in your home jkl 401-351-7600 Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, you know, I didn't make a big deal about it, but my vehicle was actually damaged uh, by some of the protesters when I was covering one of the protests. I didn't make a huge deal about it. I wouldn't want to be the focal point, but it's true. Some of the uh, protesters, they did. They damaged my vehicle. They broke the window on the side of my car. So what did I do? I brought it to West Fountain Auto Body, and you can call them today, 272-3340. I had to get it fixed. It was obviously damaged. They also damaged part of the door. And so I took it to West Fountain. I called Kenny at West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. It's Kenny and Patricia, West Fountain folks. They did a fantastic job. With me, I mean, that's there was only one place I was going to bring it. 
I needed to get my car fixed. Now, listen, if you're ever in an automobile accident, something happens to your vehicle and you need to get it repaired, call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, 272-3340, the original, the best, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today, 272-3340. They'll handle everything for you. If you're in an accident, something happens to your car, Bring it to West Fountain, 400 West Fountain Street, Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. West Fountain Auto Body. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go till 2 a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Just click on Listen Live. Folks, it's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he's the managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. It's Justin Katz, and I'd like to start off. Folks, Justin was, um, as part of the Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity, put together a very detailed report about the unions and also their political donations. It um, fully illustrated just how basically the unions in Rhode Island, they they basically run or are an, an arm of the Democrat Party. And, uh, and Justin, how did that come about that you put that together? Well, we just, it's one of those things in Rhode Island where you start picking at a, like a sunburn and his skin keeps coming off. Um, we started out just looking, we were curious, what is, we all know, especially in Rhode Island, that the labor unions give most of their donations politically and most of their help to one party, to the Democrats. So we started out just trying to answer the question of, of how much is that? And the reality is it's it's high 90%, you know, up to 99 point something in some cases. Um, and usually if you look through the names, you start to recognize the ones, you know, like I was a John Savage was a Republican who got donations from the teachers union. He was a, a school principal and a teacher, I think. So that you, there's always an explanation for the Republican but generally, almost all the money, all the aid locally and at the national level goes to Democrats. And once you start looking into it, though, you start to see all these other aspects. Like it's not only Democrats, it's progressive causes. And we've talked about before how when you when you look at, say, a same sex marriage campaign or an abortion campaign and you look at the funders of these groups, somehow there's always a teachers union or something in there, <clears throat> which just doesn't there's no obvious connection between same-sex marriage and abortion. You would think a teacher's union, especially on abortion, would want there to be more children, right? That would kind of help their members out. Um, so that's the political angle. And then you keep digging and you see how it's really uh, a network for not only insiders and one party, but also for you know, family, family members of unions to hand out jobs to each other. And to create a, a sort of a network, we call it an iron triangle of, of activists who bounce back and forth between unions, government, and progressive causes. And you, you can think of, say, Ray Sullivan, who was a state legislator, uh, a Democrat side, went into the same-sex marriage campaign, got money from the labor unions for that. Then now he works as a consultant for the teacher for the NEA, Rhode Island. And it's, you, you start to really get a sense of how this network comes together and how how intimidating it is to to try to think of how to how to go against it to get some good reform in Rhode Island. You also, I like how you illustrated um, some very powerful groups, and it to me it matches the legislation and and how well they're compensated. Uh, two very powerful uh, uh, union groups that a lot of people, the average person, has no idea the influence they have, but that is the Rhode Island Association of Firefighters and also the Rhode Island Brotherhood of Correctional Officers. Yeah, those are, are among the, the biggest uh, 
contributors and the biggest the biggest groups acting on behalf of, you know, in a political sphere. Um, I mean, even recently, you can look at uh, the the firefighters. Part of their quid pro quo they get for their activism and their donations is legislation. So, for example, uh, in the middle of spring, uh, while towns like mine and Tiverton were negotiating with their con their firefighters over overtime and how many people you can have on a shift, the the state union got involved and pushed through legislation through uh, J John Edwards the fourth from Tiverton uh, to essentially tie the hands of, of the local uh, town towns and that's one thing they get for their money they also got the uh this year they got the cancer um uh, the assumption that if a firefighter gets cancer that it must be job related uh, this is this is part of the quid pro quo that they're buying <clears throat> um we what i've found is that the the public safety unions uh firefighters uh police they're deeply involved in that um more so <clears throat> so they're really concentrating on on leveraging politics to build up benefits that come out of taxpayers' pockets. Uh, when you start to get into the, the less, uh, I guess, emergency-oriented uh, occupations like teachers and state workers, you start to see a lot more of the progressive activism on social issues and, and that kind of corruption. So it's really, even within the group of, of labor unions, there's some variation in that regard. Touch on um, uh, part of the report, case study George Nee. I found that very interesting. Well, George George Nee, I've been following for a while. I mean, he's he's kind of a, you know, if you pay attention to politics in Rhode Island, you, you know who he is. You know him when you see him. Uh, he shows up sometimes to talk at local hearings and that kind of thing. He's always at the state house, but he's he's in some regards almost behind the scenes. Um, so you kind of have to know to look for him. And so over the years, I've traced whenever I see his name pop up. I and mean, one of the bigger surprises are the the more interesting finds was when we got a bunch of communications related to 38 studios and who should be there george me trying to get a job for for a labor friend of his but he's also on just about every it seems like just about every quasi public or or somewhat public board so he's on the state um the governor's workforce board which gives out grants um a report we put out about i don't know, 70 years ago, found a, a big portion of those grants go to people who are in some way connected to the board. He's on the Economic Development Corporation, Renal uh, Commerce RI. Uh, he's on the RI Convention Center, and he recently um, admitted that he has, I think it's his, his sister-in-law, maybe, who's, who's on the payroll there. Uh, just a very, he really shows, kind of exemplifies the insider trading aspect of the labor union. So whereas the NEA, they're the far left progressives. Um, George Nee, who's the head of the AFL-CIO in Rhode Island, he he's really just an inside player who gets to make a lot of decisions. And so he's got he's got a pretty high you know six figure salary on his job, but there's a lot of other stuff that goes into that. Um, and for a while, he, he was in the news 12, 15 years ago. He was also on the board of Beacon Mutual, which is kind of the, the state's, uh, one of the state's insurance monopolists who gets a lot of uh, public contracts for worker, work insurance. And actually, Governor Carcheri, a Republican, kind of forced him out after a big scandal about, uh, about just corruption on that board. And that was a $20,000 position he had at that point. But he's just everywhere. He's kind of, he's kind of the representation of insider dealing and uh, labor unions in Rhode Island. And what about the uh, year up, that organization? Well, it's his 
I believe is his daughter, um, it was a work for that organization. Uh, and they were getting a lot of funding from the Department of Education for a while. Uh, this is, has to be about 10 years ago. And so that started to fade out. She became one of the development people. And for those who don't know, a nonprofit's development is the people, that's the job is to go out and get money. And suddenly the governor's workforce board on which uh, George Nee sits started to, to replace that money and to pay for the, to fund the board. Uh, and it's just another, that kind of incestuousness of all this. There's, there are all kinds of channels that public money can take to get to people who are insiders and know how to grab it. You know, it's interesting. Uh, and again, folks, we're talking to Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. It's a report they put out. What you just touched on, Justin, is so much of some of the underlying problems within the state. And again, most um, people have no idea because of, for instance, he's on this, the government's workforce board. I mean, in reality, in other states, that's that's the last person you want on a workforce board, because if you actually started a company and started to hire a number of different employees, they start coming knocking on your door and they want to unionize your employees and then forget about it. Your ability to function the way you thought is over. But um, right there tells you. And this what I think is the heart of a lot of people are not going to get is as much as people when people learn about just how much power and influence they have, how come more people don't speak out? It's because let's be honest, Justin, can, could someone be a successful Democrat in the state and not, not have some kind of working relationship with the likes of me and some of the others? Oh, no, of course not. They'll, I mean, that's why in a lot of races in Rhode Island, it's the primary that that is the thing to watch. That's what you have to to keep an eye on. Whether it's uh, what was it, Doug Jablinski in Bristol, or even uh, Lieutenant Governor McKee. You know, if you're not on the right on the right side on these things, and it's not just for politics, it's for any kind of policy. I mean, it's just so connected and incestuous that you could have you could want some kind of some deal from the Commerce Corporation. You're trying to get a company going, and you're just you're working with them because our laws kind of force you to start to work with them. Uh, but then you say you have some relationship with this year up organization and you think, oh, they don't they they shouldn't be getting public money. You can't say anything about that because the father of one of their development executives is on not only the governor's workforce board, but the Commerce Corporation. So policies like that start to you can't make good decisions in government. So not only and, and you can't elect people who will make good decisions because the unions will come after you. Yeah, that in I mean, if you get a your rep. And you get a phone call from him and they're looking for your vote on a certain piece of legislation. You, you'd have you have to think long and hard if this is an individual you're going to say no to because they 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 will run someone in a primary to knock you out uh, all within the party. They to me, this report that that uh, that you put together and the, the center put together is I mean, that that is a huge component of the problem. Uh, in the state, because basically they are the arm that drive the party. And um, and again, you know, I remember hearing someone um, who was a firefighter and said, you know, they never could figure out if the head of the union told them to do something and the fire chief told them to do the opposite. It was always confusing as who's really running things like who do I really listen to? Do I listen to the, the head of the union or do I listen to the fire chief? And and I've been told it's the same type of thing. They have their constituents. Sometimes they have the head of the Democrat Party. But if the head of if someone like that power and union contacts 
a uh, representative or a state senator or even city council, whatever, and, and tells you to go along a certain way, you better think about if you're not going to. Yeah, Folks, well, coming uh, up. Go ahead, Justin. Uh, that, that's that's a very important point. I mean, the, we see reports. We had it in Tiverton. We, we saw a big controversial one in Cranston about division in, in fire departments, say. A lot of that comes down to that, you know, who's listening to the fire chief and who's listening to the union and how does that relationship work out? And then, as we saw in Tiverton, when, when they wanted our local contract of firefighters were on board with the, what we were negotiating, but the state firefighters didn't like it for other purposes, so they came in. And then the, I think you touched on a really important point there, which is when you look at this, you see how incestuous it is, how hard it is to change anything. And for years, I've watched as young, productive Rhode Islanders have left the state looking for work. But I think a big part of the story is also just the hopelessness of any change. And this union report shows that they're a big part of it. Folks, coming up, we are going to touch on uh, Governor Raimondo uh, going against President Trump, the education commissioner, situation with mail ballots. All ahead, politics this week with Justin Katz right here on the John DePete Show. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Johnson Propane, folks, stop in and see Phil Johnson. You can call him at 621-8129, located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Now, right in front of Stop and Shop next to Wendy's, they're open seven days a week for all your propane needs. It's Johnson Propane. Propane tanks filled, plus they have tanks and supplies Here's the thing with Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. They'll refill your Blue Rhino tank. Now, most of the time, if you bring it somewhere, they swap it out and they charge you 22 bucks. Not with Johnson Propane. Phil will refill that Blue Rhino tank for just $15. They're open seven days a week, right next door to Wendy's. Credit cards accepted, nine to seven each day. Stop it and see Phil, and he never runs out. He's always backed up. Since 1971, you can depend. Johnson Propane. Bring in your propane tanks. Call them 621-8129. Better yet, stop in and see them. 904 Manton Avenue of Providence. Right in front of the stop and shop. The guy is a legend. And right next door to Wendy's, it's Johnson Propane. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. 
Justin, last week, um, President Trump tweeted out, you know, with all the problems with mail ballots and all these other problems, maybe we should delay the election. Tweeted it out. Um, if anything, you know, brought a lot of political buzz and so forth. But when doing an interview, Governor Mundo was asked about that and said, he is insane. He's insane. He's losing control. What What is your reaction to she is the, the governor. He's the president of the United States. There, there are people that support him. There are people that are going to vote for him. Um, what is your reaction to her saying he's insane? <laughs> well, I, I think she had a very stone cold face. So I, she seemed to be. Um to be pushing kind of a partisan line and she tied it right into uh, federal agents protecting federal property in other states uh, which she said was unprecedented and ridiculous she called she called uh, federal officers protecting a, a courthouse in, in portland uh, the president's militia coming yeah. into the state i mean she, it's kind of off the hook uh, i mean and I, I find it i can't find much of a way to interpret it other than this is somebody auditioning to be the vice president candidate on uh, it was kind of even i mean tim white pushed back a little bit he was conducting an interview on whether it's unprecedented for federal troops to be in a state but uh, a lot of it he just kind of i mean the the governor just called the president insane like losing his mind and uh, my my other thought is it's kind of ironic you, you start to you see in politics a lot um when when you're when you've got a weak point you accuse your opponent of having the same weak point only worse and with all the talk of Joe Biden being of questionable uh, mental stability uh, and of whether he's hiding, quote, hiding in a basement because he can't, he, he's afraid to do an interview. I mean, that's a, that's a large talking point in national politics. And so I wonder how much to the degree to which this has kind of been pushed out as a talking point. Did she get a memo saying, we're calling the president insane. That is the talking point. Uh, so I, that was my first, I, I don't see any other way to see it than just this is her running for vice president. Well, and, but at the same time, um, and he did push back. I found some of her comments, especially as we're coming out of this, we're not coming out of it. We're in this pandemic where, let's face it, between the mask wearing, you're seeing people snap in public, people losing their jobs, people are frightened about the kids going back to school. The problems of mental health are real right now country and i found that um and i spoke to someone in that field that thought it was it was very insensitive and it was also you know this is a individual who's always you know you don't name call and the bullying and all this other stuff what does that say to how you're the governor um supposedly very you know high approval rating 71 percent but i i think how does this what's the message here if there's someone you disagree with that that's how you then just label them. And I, I just found it, it, it really um, went kind of out of bounds because it's one thing to say, I disagree. I don't think that's effective. I don't know if we're at that point. It's going to be some challenges. But if you just label someone, quote, insane, he's lost his mind, he's losing control. I think that's another degree because as I said on the radio show what then what does that speak of someone who wants to vote for the president who will vote for president the president and supports the president i think it's insight as to what she truly thinks of of trump supporters well i, th I think so but also a lot of it was i mean as she explained herself a lot of it was just based on on falsehood so for example she said 
the, he was sending in he's sending in federal agents his quote militia for no yeah. reason and that's where tim right back and said there are riots going on there's no i mean whatever you want to say there it's not for no reason and also this she she was dishonest about this the tweet about the the delaney election first of all he didn't say I'm going to do this. He said it was more of, he put three question marks. It was really, is this something we should consider was, was how I think a normal person would take what he did tweet. And there's also the other side, which, which didn't come up at all in the interview, at least at the portion I saw was uh, the mail ballot question is, does he have a point? I mean, part of, part of being insane is one, having an excuse to send people uh, troops in. If you've got a reason to do it, it's not insane to do it. And if you do have legitimate concerns about, uh, mail ballot elections and fraud, which frankly I do, then it's not insane to say, hey, should we do something? Should we rush forward with this election? Um, and I think a lot of it was uh, that that tweet, uh, a lot of, there's been a lot of commentary about how it was just unacceptable for him to do that, to tweet something like that. And it raises, you know, images of dictators. I think a lot of it was a kind of a negotiating point to back the the Democrats off the, the idea of a fully mail ballot election. Um, and so I, I think that's kind of his MO, but I think that's what he was thinking. But her her response was just, yeah, it was over the top and based on kind of a dishonest presentation of what the, what was actually said. Yes. And, and, and also, you know, you mentioned it and it's also she part of the talking points were number one, setting in federal agents into several states. That's not true. It's Oregon. And for no apparent reason. Justin, anyone that has watched this situation in Portland, it it is going on now over 60 nights. The situation is clearly out of control. That's our courthouse. That's a federal courthouse. That is not their land. They have no right to try to burn it down. Uh, The the situation in Portland, there was a problem in Seattle recently, but it's mainly Portland, and that's where the federal agents. Anyone that has seen it, I, I don't see how the mayor or there were people just sitting back, not doing anything, watching the, the city under destruction. That was not a minor flare up. And I'm glad Tim White did say, you know, because the governor was saying never. This has never happened before. That's not true. I mean, when you had the civil rights problems in the South, uh, we, we did have troops go in. But it, I found for someone who at one moment you're doing the pandemic and then the next moment it was a real Democrat talking points. Uh, that was not off the cuff. That was, they get an email. Here's how you want to approach this. It could be the VP thing, or definitely some position within the cabinet. But I found that um, I found that just alarming that that she had no problem the governor going on the local six o'clock news on Channel Twelve, and she's calling the president of the United States insane. Right. And fear mongering. I mean, that's basically yes. she's she's making it sound like he's pre- preparing a coup. Which is which is not at all the case, and uh, so that made me think also of the COVID nineteen stuff, where she's you know, she, she, part of her rhetoric is to make it seem scary. I mean, part of it has been to make it a, make us afraid, uh, and that's that's a concern that the, there's this kind of fear mongering going on, uh, particularly when the governor's you know, as, as I said, in the view for a vice presidential case. So here we've got a governor who. Um, who has taken all this power to herself to the point of telling people they can't, how many people can have, they can have in her backyard for a barbecue. Uh, and she's also out there potentially going to be campaigning as a 
presidential vice president vice presidential candidate uh, there's there's a real mis mixed message there uh, and it's hard to know uh, and it's disconcerting to to try to figure out where is the line between what's real and yeah. what's politics and that that's something i think rhode islanders should be concerned about yeah and and if the governor wants to touch on this business of that's she said never happened in our country well i'll tell you something that's never happened in our state and that is you are an american citizen and you're an older individual and you happen to reside in quote a congregated setting nursing home she has decided no you are not going to leave there or go see your family they're not coming to see you you, you want to talk about unprecedented that's been unprecedented people dying uh, that has caused tremendous, tremendous problems within families with emotional toll. And talking about an insane abuse of power is the fact that you have someone who is, you know, of sound mind, who's 80 years old, that just had a, some kind of a medical problem. And they are unallowed, not allowed. She decided, no, your family is not coming in here to see you and blah, blah, blah. That to me is far more of an abuse of power as opposed to someone that floats out on social media. Gee, <laughs> they were all complaining about the mail ballots. Maybe we should delay the election. Yeah, and it's it's tied with a uh, not only an abuse of power, but a, a avoid, avoidance of responsibility on her part. Uh, I mean, we never hear, we hear about how Ter how terrible backyard parties are and that kind of thing, but we never hear about the, the riots and protests in Rhode Island as a problem for the, the disease. And then in these other places, part the biggest part of the problem is the mayors and governors refusing to stop the chaos to the point that the federal yeah. agents have to come in and protect a federal building. That's So it's this mixture of I'm grabbing all kinds of power to tell you what to do when I want to, and when I don't want to, I'm not, I'm going to shirk my power i'm not going to shirk my responsibility and not do what i'm supposed to do and that's that's i think a growing concern among americans one other last point but you you raise a very good point about the fear mongering because as much as i kind of dismissed it when uh, mayor Lorza issued a statement saying that he's not going to allow president trump to bring special agents in troops into rhode island he'll fight against it as much as i kind of dismissed it like what are you talking about like why would they do that but if you're not paying attention and you listen to Mayor Lorza and Governor Mundo, the way most people don't fully follow the news, they may be under the impression like, my God, he may just sun suddenly send troops in here. You know, he may send in a militia. He may. Uh, wow. How bad is this? He is a dictator. He is insane. We need to get him out of here. As we know, there's no, there's no reason why they'd be sending troops or special agents into Providence. But if you have the governor and the mayor saying well he's this has never happened and he's doing it in states she said when it's really just one state that is fair mongering and that's very dangerous folks coming up we are going to talk about the mail ballots um and also the situation with the back to school it's all ahead politics this week with justin katz managing editor of oceanstatecurrent.com on the john DePietro show Right now, I'll bet you could use some extra cash. Why not sell some of your gold, silver, other precious metals? Vero Industries, folks, over 40 years experience, they will give you cash. They'll buy your gold, silver, other precious metals. Call Lee today at 401-434-8900. Leo has over 40 years experience. It's V-E-R-O, Vero Industries. They will buy gold silver other precious metals old broken new silverware jewelry serving trays tea 
coffee sets, or pieces. Listen, why not right now? Sell it and get that cash that you need. Call Leo at Vero Industries, 401-434-8900. Impeccable reputation. Folks, they know the industry better than anyone, and they'll give you what it's worth. Your gold, silver, also a buyer of individual coins, coin collections, watches, half earring pieces, and much more. Call Leo at Vero Industries. Why not get some cash right now for that gold, silver, and other precious metals? Call Leo, 401-434-8900. Weekend evening appointments are available. Two locations or at your location, their location, two locations, East Providence and Warwick. Call them Vero Industries, 401-434-8900. Listen, get cash for that gold, silver, other precious metals you have. Call Leo, 401-434-8900. One more time, 434-8900. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVast is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. Call today, your best lawn ever guaranteed, 401-392-1025, 401-392-1025, or online, they have a great website, lawndoctor.com. What do they do? Well, outdoor pest control, annual program, lawn care service. They make great lawns happen. Lawn Doctor Rhode Island, your lawn care company. Love your lawn. Best lawn guaranteed. Call them today, 401-392-1025. Free uh, consultation and estimate, 401-392-1025. Lawn Doctor. And now is the time because you can get the early spring, the crabgrass control, time-release fertilizer, professional blend of high-calcium line. Lawn Doctor. Go online, check them out. It's LawnDoctor.com or call them today, 401-392-1025. Lawn Doctor.